when you want to ask the question about developing a heart of compassion. And notice what I said, developing. Um, because I want to make sure that you do have a heart of compassion. Don't fool yourself. Don't think that you have a heart of compassion. But, but have a, like the idea. That's all I'm going to pray. Father, in our time together, thank you for uh, what you share with me, this whole idea of compassion. You are a wonderful Lord. And we definitely want to make sure that you are glorified. And how we identify with you, Lord, is that we see you all the time. But Jesus, we see you with your compassionate heart stopping and helping individuals uh, feeling for them, Lord. And you say, I do, you watch. Then you do, and I help. Help us, Lord, to understand we are disciples, followers, and that we should understand the whole concept of what compassion is all about. And that there's something that is not an option, it's an obligation. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we uh, put our first slide on this whole idea. Colossians 3.12, and we'll be coming back to this, this kind of lead verse. It says this, put on therefore as God's today, holy and beloved, a heart of compassion, kindness, lowliness, meekness, long-suffering. And the sword point says, we want, this whole idea of put on means that you don't have it on this. But it says, I want you to put on your uniform. I want you to wear this. Uh, that those who are doctors uh, and they go into the emergency room, they have to put on certain equipment. Those who are fighting fires, they have to put on certain equipment. And the Lord is saying, living in this world, in this world that is, that is controlled by Satan, that is on its way to be doomed, uh, and well, it is doomed, but to destroy it. You can see all the signs around us right now. God says, as believers, we're going to be in the midst of this. And it's going to get hard. But as the harder it gets, God will look at you where you are, not the circumstances. He can handle the circumstances. But the, the Lord needs to know where you are. And that's that's so important. So go to our next slide then in reasons to this problems. Defining the term. Compassion is the act of feeling, having, and showing concern for others. The word on the table is compassion. Finish this phrase. I consider myself a compassionate person because uh, if you to say, well, yeah, my testimony in a moment is that I'm a compassionate person. I said, now, why do you say that? Why do you say and we have what's called a good etymologist taking this word and taking it apart. We need to understand when we talk about compassion and all the things that's, and the dynamics of it, you see. If you're saying, and I might be getting ahead of myself, I show sympathy. Well, sympathy is only I feel what I see and, and everything else. I see it and I show sympathy toward it. But empathy is I've been there, I'm going through some things, et cetera, et cetera. For instance, you mothers, if a, if a young lady is getting ready to have a child, then you can empathize with her what she will be going through. 
When you start talking about pain and all these other things, you know about it. Why? Because you are empathetic to the situation. And then you can sympathize also. But when we talk about this whole idea of having a heart of compassion, and it says, and here it is, he says, develop. He didn't say continually build on. He said, develop a heart of compassion. The material is all there. The, the material for making the cake is all there. So now let's put this bad rascal together so that when it's finished, it glorifies God. That's what he's going to talk about. There's a bad difference between showing compassion and being compassionate. Showing compassion is limited, emotional, and conditional and tends to be uh, selective and temporal. Let me break it down. When you uh, looking at commercials and that, especially around Christmas, and uh, they show the picture of this little baby in the wintertime sitting uh, out there alone and you hear the song, This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. And people are walking past and a little baby is sitting there. And guess what? They want this, it's called the hook. Remember I talked about four things? The hook, the look, the book, the took. It gets your attention, hold your attention, give it the information, then commit to, then you have to commit yourself to it. And that's what happens. When it comes down to showing compassion, it's limited if, uh, and uh, conditional. It tends to be selective and temporal. Now, there's a difference between showing compassion and being compassionate. Showing is an act. Being is a state of being, you see. Uh, it's one thing to show, show righteousness. It's another thing to be righteous. When you are righteous, you do it all the time. But if you show kindness, there's a lot of things that the world is doing out there that put some of the Christians to shame. Uh, when you, when you talk, talk about the hurricanes and what have you, both uh, have these folks uh, come from Louisiana uh, and uh, coming up to uh, knowledge and coming up and staying with them, etc. Uh, I don't know how many believers did that, but you know what? The folks, the folks were kind. But you know what the Lord says? All your works of righteousness are as filthy rags. God says all of that doesn't count. You know why? Because you're doing that out of emotions and then it'll flip it any time. But when you do it when nobody likes it, Folks reject you, and you still do it out of, uh, out of the heart of compassion. Why are you doing it? Because this is what believers do. You're going to forgive that person? This is what believers do. You're going to hold that person up after all they have said and done you? This is what believers do in walking with Christ. I, I, I don't have a choice here. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live in the life that I now live in the flesh by faith in the Son of God who loved me and saved and showed love. And uh, loved me and gave himself for me. And so the whole idea is this, that when it comes down to uh, showing and being compassionate, um, is to be available to be able to reflect a deep character, authenticity, balance, uh, discernment, and a commitment to assist in any situation. Any situation. And of course, um, so to get through this message, but just, just these thoughts even shot shoot in my mind. Uh, the Samaritan, you're talking about the good Samaritan. And the Jews and Samaritans, they hated one another. They really did. If a Jew saw another Samaritan on the other side of the street, if they see the person, they would literally spit. I mean, that's how 
spilled through us. And so when Jesus said that on the road uh, that the, uh, the, the Jewish man was, was wounded, deeply wounded, and all of his Jewish brothers, some looked at him, some even looked down on him and walked away, but said, but this is America. Regardless of all of the, uh, the tension, the racial tension, there we go, he says that he was the one who went over. And he started, one thing about being a compassionate, when you are a compassionate person, you're in a position of, and you have the responsibility of giving, and giving, and giving. And guess what? Sometimes people won't even say thank you. <laughs> Don't get an attitude. Uh, that's the nature. Uh, the people are in the, in the world of uh, the giving type of attitude. So don't be bit out of shape when that happens. Being a compassionate person is a choice more of any hypocrisy. I think we need to keep that in mind as we go to our next slide. And that is, compassion is a spiritual virtue that is embedded in the life of everyone who confesses that Jesus is Lord and go over their lives. Consider the biblical profile of a compassionate person. Now we're talking about a position. The profile of a person who is compassionate. And now you match yourself up to what is going on here. They have to be saved. The second is, they represent and display character, the character of God. The third point is, they have they have decided to die to themselves, the flesh, that old nature, and live for Christ. We have a threefold battle that we're dealing with. And it says it over and over again. The world, the system, the flesh, our old nature, and what we wanted. And how that other person is sitting on that? Because we're going to hear this me, me, my, my, me, me. I think about this, uh, this cartoon about Annie Nebo. Uh, and Nemo and the uh, and this uh, this fish was dropping on the, on the land on that boardwalk uh, there. And what happened was uh, the seagull was saying, "Mine, mine, mine, mine." And they they went after Nemo. Nemo kept flipping until he fell into the water. Uh, and that's what happened. People are so bent on me and mine and I those personal pronouns. But when compassion comes in. Then you tell the me, the my, and myself, and all these other things to sit down. I got a job to do for the Lord. And you can't do that if you don't know him. You, can, you just can't do it. So, they realize that the world may respond negatively to their sort of uh, sincere efforts. They accept the fact that kindness tends to attract hostility. They are committed to loving their image regardless of their negative words and actions. Are you compassionate? Or do you show compassion? Guess what? The world can show compassion. But to be compassionate, to be in that position, you have to walk with the Lord. And I will be a disciplined either by the end of this day or the course of this week, if you say, yes, I'm a compassionate person, I'll say, okay, test time. <laughs> and you'll push the button, and somebody will walk you through your life, and they know where your, your last nerve is. They will not go to that, that the nerve where I, they know what gets on your last nerve, and they're going to they're gonna push it. And then you say, okay, Lord, I forget. They're going to push it. 
and uh, he said, no, Lord, I have to God will push it. You know, if I was saved, the Lord said, no, 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 you are saved. They're going to push it. And you said, and here's what the Lord says, be kind, take a heart, forgive one another, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Are you a compassionate person? Then you look past the individual's acts and look at who they are and where they're going. And if they don't know Christ, they will forever be shut off from God. They have never experienced it. Satan has not experienced that. And that's why we have a responsibility that people don't stumble because the beat is in the way or the mind or the eye is in the way. So you're just going to have a hard time and people not understanding you and people saying all type of things. And it says, even a fool is considered wise when he keeps his mouth shut. Why is that? You never have to say, I'm sorry. Okay. You never have to do that. Okay. So, number one, remember who you are. What's the first one then? One more time. Remember who you are. Colossians 3.1. If you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Let set your mind on things that are above. Notice the birth trails. Uh, not on things that are on the earth. For you have been saved, uh, have died in your life, is hidden in Christ. Uh, Christ, I'm sorry, hidden, hidden with Christ in God. So the whole idea is this. It says, number one, seek. That'll be the verb that should cover that in. The next one is set, and that, that's so important. Because your heart is hidden God. Uh, Paul shared two uh, characteristics of being rooted and abiding in Christ in the reason. One, seek. We must become seekers of the heart of God and we will abide. And then the second is set. We must become mentally focused on things with eternal significance. You know, I, I, at this point, um, the thing that I used to Think, think that I was important and exciting and uh, the thing that I would sometimes spend hours on is usually where I find myself uh, saying it doesn't matter anymore. It really doesn't matter. Well, give me an example. Number, number one, the type of movies that they have out now Boy, you know, I was an Indiana Jones fan. Boy, I mean, they got all the in trouble. But I had to bear through all of the cursing and everything else that was doing. And now, when I look at the movie and I hear the friend that, oops, I got to back out of this. Karen and I now are looking at movies and we change our whole scope of what we hear because it feeds our soul and our mind. And either it's increasing your, your growth or you hinder it. And so when it says, so when you talk about seeking the Lord, to seek the Lord means that there's a thing that you have to put off. There's a thing that you were used to that you didn't think you, there was no big problem with. But you know what? It's almost like climbing a mountain. When you climb a mountain, the equipment which you start off with, there's a thing you have to lay, lay aside. The higher you get, the more stuff you have to leave behind or you will not reach the when you finally reach the top, it's because you paid the price of each pool, each, 
each uh, thing that you had to do to get to that next level. The same way it says, when it comes down to it, you want to have a compassionate heart, you cannot, we cannot have a compassionate heart if we do not deliberately seek the Lord. And to seek the Lord means, uh, as far as prayer, everything has priority. And then said, we must become mentally focused on things with eternal significance. We are given the reason for our course of access to have a favorable end. We've been eternally positioned in the family of God. That's why I, I frown, I cringe, I really cringe uh, when I hear believers hoping that they'll be saved. <laughs> there is no such thing as hoping to be saved. Let me say this over here. Once you are saved, you are locked into the family of God. Well, so no, what God is doing is, according to, I think it's Colossians 1, 16, that God is at work in you, uh, uh, that which God has thought uh, he will, uh, he will keep it until the end, or develop it to the end. The whole idea is this, God is at work in you to will to do his good pleasure. Right now. The second, Philippians, uh, uh, I think it is, uh, 2, uh, 16, uh, I think that is, where he talked about the will and to do his good pleasure. So God says, I'm the author of it, and I'll finish it, and then I'm going to give you the want to make it happen. So that when you talk about seeking the Lord and wanting to do this and wanting to do that, that is so important that we, uh, we keep that in mind. Uh, it is key in this area. Readiness to, uh, in a state of, being in a state of readiness. That's another area that's important. So readiness being the state of readiness, verse 12, reads as follows. Okay? Maybe we'll split the Put on, therefore, as God's elect, holy and beloved, a heart of passion. So that word, kindness, lowliness, meekness, love and so on. It says, put on. You have responsibility. When you, when you find yourself acting, not acting the way you should be acting, and that's what happened to the course of your life, the Lord says, put on. The Holy Spirit will convict you of it. You'll confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Why? Because He deals with your whole future. We can ready to hang with Him throughout all eternity. It sounds like a, just a bunch of words right now. Let me tell you something. Things are getting closer to the Lord's imminent return. I would be a bit surprised. Everything's all lined up now. I would be a bit surprised that the Lord before we finish this message, those of us who know him will immediately disappear. Everything on the agenda is, is laid out. Everything on the agenda is laid out. And the man of sin will begin to come on, on the scene or be revealed at that time. But without even eschatology right now. But the whole idea is just that we should be putting on for the things are not going to be, I don't care, electronically and everything else, the AI uh, uh, area now that's going on, the artificial intelligence things, I mean that is really moving forward. You'll be surprised at all the things that happen with the AI. And yet it's still because it's no, don't give it out of shape. They're going to take that and um, and they're going to twist it in such a way that yes, it's good for this, but behind it, you're going to find some satanic movement that will take a good thing 
and make it a bad thing. Oh, man, you can you be kind to your kid. Oh, the internet was a good thing. Uh, the internet was a, was a good thing that um, uh, you can go on, you could, but now they're using it for every imaginable thing. Is internet bad? No, it's the person and the mindset that used the internet. And so the Lord says, I want you to put on, get ready for this. Be ready to handle this. I think this is so important. Uh, the kindness and loneliness of people of mind. Now consider this. Compassion is available to every believer, but our responsibility is to activate its potential and impact. I think that's important. Paul reminded his readers that the impact and results are dependent on our putting them into action. There are several things Paul shared that were the daily spiritual dress code of the believers. Let's listen. As God's elect, it is our duty. The next. Remembering always how God views us, holy and beloved. So that when he said, put on holy and beloved, God view us all the time as holy and beloved. Sometimes your children act up and you know, you still act a little on the crazy side. Um, somebody busted their balloon or something in life, but uh, they just start acting crazy. And yet still, uh, you still love them. A parent should never write off their child. See why? One of the reasons we, we should never wipe out, wipe out, wipe out our child is for this reason. They're yours and they're a gift. The children are heritage from the Lord. It's a gift of the Lord. I think it's important to keep that in, in mind. So remember, having a heart of compassion. So he says, as elect, uh, uh, God's elect, it's our duty. Remember always how God gives us that and that holiness and compassion. I'm always responsible with, with responding with kindness, always. I'm always keeping self-flesh out of the equation. Let me pull you into it. Read that third point. What does it say? I am the king and attitude of not seeking credit for my actions. Every time I think about that, I think about one of the deacons in my old church. And, uh, uh, every time he would do something that was really nice, he said, you see that? You see that now? So, yeah, I said, I'm somebody's deacon, right? I'm somebody's deacon. And I said, yeah, you, you, you're, you're somebody's deacon. Uh, he didn't quite get the idea. But I mean, but he was just going around, just boasting and, and patting himself on the back. Uh, sometimes you do things and nobody knows what you're going to do except God, and it's written down. I am willing to suffer long for the Lord's sake. How long? How long are you willing to suffer for the Lord's sake? And it comes in so, so many different ways. It can be uh, a family issue, and bored, the pressure there, and just need to get away. But yet, you cannot change who you are. You on the job? I, I remember, and I share with you, there were times when the person went off when I used to work for Pioneer National Title Insurance, and we had these, these steps. And my, I still um, remember my the supervisor over me 
And he would, he would get on my last nerve. And he would say things like, uh, see, Don, I got you raised, man. He said, oh, yeah, man, but I got you a penny raised. Ha, 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 ha. And he walked, I was so angry. He went up the steps. I was so angry, I was going up two steps at a time. And the Lord laid on my heart, where are you going, where are you going, preacher? Where are, you, where are you going and what are you going to do? Don't you realize the vengeance of mine? I will be back. And the moment I decided to back up, God showed up. What, what happened at that point was, I guess about, had to be about a year later, the same person who was over me and everything else was demoted to the point of being taken out the garbage. And probably talk about, don't rejoice over something like this. Or, uh, I will get my hand on him. And I went up to him and said, uh, Blank, you want me to help you with the garbage? And he said, no, I brought myself to this position. And I had to go through it. And as he walked away, I prayed for him. You see, I don't want to write a person off because of what they've done to me. I don't want to write out a person's future because they have done hurt me. Who am I? That's what I'm talking about long suffering. And when you think about the things that individuals are going through, the missionaries, when we talk about the martyrs and what have you, what they're going through, don't the perishes, not that the enemy stopped doing this to them. They're praying that the Lord will give them more strength to represent Jesus Christ in a very dire situation. Are you a compassionate person? The first sign of compassion is that you got to yourself. If not, it'll fly every, every moment, every time. It'll fly every this flavor. Um, number three, you've been very patient. Remembering our responsibility to one another. When I'm a compassionate person, the first thing is there's an interactivity of believers. Colossians 3.13, forbearing one another, forgiving one another, uh, forgiving each other. If any man has a complaint against any, even as the Lord gave you, also, also, so, so also do ye. Colossians 3.14, and above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. And then, Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to the to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. See if we can break this out then as we go to the next slide. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishment. To one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts unto the Lord. And whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Amen. We uh, see something else then as we go on. Consider this. The Lord has wisely put us together, being composed of various uh, backgrounds, traditions, habits, abilities, agendas, etc. God put us all together. 
I look at the CBM family and all of the, the backgrounds and, and things, uh, educational-wise, and, and some of the things, some of the, a couple of uh, entrepreneurs, a few are entrepreneurs, and uh, just a number of things. He put a, a, a blend, and the blend is not to, uh, to let folks know how good you are. The blend is to show folks how good God is. So that as you use what you have, you become a blessing to others. And they might not say thank you. They might not even recognize you. That's okay. That's okay. Somebody said, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My home is laid up way on the blue. And the angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. The more you start feeling home in this world, you have drifted. And so keep that heart of compassion open. When you keep that heart of compassion open, God is freed up to send individuals that are hurting individuals into your life and to touch your life. And we have a world that's, that's hurting. Now, I told congregation before, you're not too far. Just step outside the door and look at all of these apartment buildings and all these individuals who are going through various situations and, and the traffic in so many different homes. If it is showed some up in the, in the schools, at Dean School, um, compassion, Lord, how do we tap into this? I mean, really tap into this. And understand that these dear hearts, not only will they have problems in this world, if they do not accept Jesus Christ, then they are forever separated from you. And that, that's so important to maintain that level of compassion. So the solemn placement of these ingredients, believers, is destined to glorify God. And so I think that is so important. Paul gave three categories. Our personal interaction with one another. Forbearing one another. Forgive each other. If any man has a complaint against any, even as the Lord forgave you, so also do we. And if all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfect. So he has a list. Number one, toleration. Tolerating having the right attitude to a person that's, uh, that is family. When I say family, I know it's physical family, but those who are in the family of God. More fights, and you just even see it on YouTube. I don't see it, but I just, in passing, I see about this church people fighting going on. More fights they record on YouTube and uh, I don't know how many people view it because I don't spend a long time to see how long. I don't need to be looking at that. Why? Father, my brother, what's what? Well, it's a true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report. You know, it didn't be any virtue, any praise. Think on those things. Uh, you, can tell, you can tell when folks are uh, money with the world system. They talk about more of that. Then the moment you start talking about the Lord, and I said, Lord, you, you so heaven and mighty, not even earth, any earth really good. I said, well, thank you for your observation. Praise God. So that tolerating, forgiving, responding for the goal of reconciliation. Is there a point in your life where a person mess up on you and you say, I'm not forgiving? Well, each one of you have your own experiences. 
to be your boss and me, your child, I don't know what, I don't want to leave out on the list, but there are individuals who hurt you so deeply that every time you see them, you hurt. And you say, I will never forgive you. Then here comes the Lord and he says, be kind, which means you can't hope doing. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another. How, Lord? Just as God in Christ has forgiven you. And we mess up every day. Every day. No, I go through the day perfect. We mess up every day. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful to us, forgive us our sins, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So this whole idea of our folks messing up in our lives says, be kind, then loving. Put on love, which is a sign of maturity. The moment that we start loving, we start showing real maturity. Amen? I think that's important. That's what I decided to to our personal spiritual enhancement. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Notice what it says, rule, call, be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. First it says, rule, which means that the Lord has to say so over your life. Then the next thing he says, not only rule, he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom and teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with praise in your hearts unto the Lord. Three significant things I mentioned. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Why is the king of kings? Let the word of Christ dwell have an honored place in your life. Teaching and admonishing one another. If you got it, share it with believers. Don't hold it in. No one really cares how smart you are. Not unless you show in very practical ways how they can benefit from your ability to be smart. Okay? So uh, I think that's that's so important. So um, number three our godly pattern of living. And whatsoever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through Him. Have you been saved and placed here to develop? We are we have been saved and placed here to develop, maintain, live a purpose-driven life. Refuse to permit the cares of this world to blur your vision and practice. Remember that your compassion is fixed on a firm foundation that glorifies God and blesses others. Are you a compassionate person? Do you show only show compassion? See that that's occasion. When you are, because this now, when you are called to be compassionate, that is a vocation. There's a difference between occupation and vocation. Occupation, you can choose to say, I quit. 
or I, you know, I, I want to resign, or, or matter of fact, you, you, you finished your years, and so you retire. That's not crazy. But vocation is when you are called, the Bible keeps saying you are called, and he's calling you to a position where you don't release yourself, well, Lord, I quit. I said, no, no, you're not going to quit. It's almost like when you, when I was uh, called to the service, they called the draft at the time. Uh, I couldn't say, hey, you know what? I'm not going over there. I quit. Then, uh, then they have some folks. They have special policemen, uh, policemen in the armed services that will come and and politely uh, show you some borrowers that you need to stay there and wait for while they uh, you know, uh, contemplate your position. Uh, and so the Lord says, you can walk away from this. Don't you know that I chose you before the foundations of the world? My son came and died on the cross of Calvary and when all this paid for your sins, I forgave you, made you one of my, my, my children, have given you eternal life. I'm going to give you a new name. You have a, book, a future throughout all eternity. And you're going to tell me you're going to do what now? Uh, that's why the Lord has that holy strap. God whips those who we love. Some of you will chase money if you know what you want. But if you belong to God and you act up, he'll chase you. Why? Because he loves you. And when he loves you, he wants to make sure. If you do what he says, then he's freed up to give you the rewards. And you're free to hear words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. Well, um, one last thing. See that one last thing. I mean, appreciate you us out. We cannot possess a heart of compassion and not share it with those who are in desperate need of hope and assurance. We are God's ambassadors and citizens of the kingdom of God, and we are in a war zone. For the future of the souls of men abides under the inevitable judgment of God. Jesus has given us a course of action that ensures favorable results. Here's what Jude has to say. I'm pretty sure I put a few notes there. Let's go to the last one. The last one there, Jude says, keep yourself in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. And save those, save others by snatching them out of the fire to, to, to others show mercy with fear, hating even the garden stained by the flesh. As firefighters, let us reach out to those who desperately need, need our intervention. They need our intervention because we are individuals who show hearts of compassion at times even when they don't want to have it, even when they be shamed. I when I was at the uh, we had the youth center, it's called Gospel Youth Center, and I mentioned this, I'll repeat it here again coming off the street said how hungry he was. He said, sir, we can't give you money, but I tell you what, so we have some hot dogs and buns and we're just coming from. He said, things up for you. And he said, oh yeah, sure, sure, I'll do that. 
And so we, we stopped the process. And he said, they said, how long is it going to take? You going to take that long? Man, I got plenty of places to go and people to see. He said, I can't wait for this. And he got up and left those hot dogs and buns. And we had to go ahead and eat it ourselves. <laughs> I think that sometimes when you show compassion, it's all right to cry when they hurt your feelings. Jesus was looking at Jerusalem. In the Old Testament, they had it where the Spirit of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, left. It was Ichabod left the temple. And this time, Jesus is there over Jerusalem. And he's standing and says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, oh, how I would have gathered you as a hen would have gathered this chick, but you would not. So you won't see me again, my pastor says, you will not see me again until you say, blessed be. It comes in the name of the Lord. He says, I'm not giving up. He said, you're not ready yet. Compassion. Don't ever lose that. The Bible is full of individuals who show compassion for God. And what God wants to happen here, I'm mean, brainwashing here, He wants us to be people who are compassionate. Regardless of who the person is or what they do, God says, don't lose that. Or you lose the ability to be creative and, uh, and have input, an impact to put into their lives. But uh, with that said, Jesus, they would pray. You know what I'm saying?